Well, welcome to the Crossing Church Rewind, brought to you by the teaching team of the Crossing Church in Westminster, Colorado, where we dive a little deeper and explore a little further the ideas and themes shared from this past weekend at the Crossing Church. Well, I'm Pastor Mark, and I'm laughing because the two idiots that I have on with me are dancing in the background trying to get me to laugh, and it worked, and those two idiots to my left... Idiot number one is your wife, Pastor, <laughs> Pastor Leslie, children and family pastor here at the Crossing. And then the main idiot. <laughs> I've been called your work wife before, so that, that is that's very pretty accurate. True. It's Pastor Nathan. I'm the creative arts and I don't know, some other thing. Uh, and to anyone who is offended by the fact that I called these two idiots, well, you'd have to be here to understand. It's true. You yeah. should see, honestly, if you guys could sit through a pre-production meeting. I don't know if I'd call it a meeting. That's you true. started. 30 minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just us hanging out and chatting <laughs> and being yeah. Pray for us. Pray definitely. For us. Oh, definitely pray for us. Well, and there's kind of a reason I think we're, we're, I don't know if on edge is the right word, but you know, there's this whole post Easter syndrome thing that yeah. happens. Working with pastors. in a sleep deficit yeah. still. For, first, we do have to kind of apologize for uh, a lack of episodes over the last several weeks. Oh, I've had know. a few episodes well, over the last <laughs> few weeks. <laughs> well, that, that's fair. You know, maybe, maybe a slightly different episode, but regarding our podcast episodes, we, uh, you know, we have been unable to uh, get in and record a few times just because of, uh, you know, a few things. Um, so it's a busy time yeah, of year it, it for is, pastors. You know, I mean, Christmas. What was it? Christmas, Easter, and then you said and Arbor Day. Arbor Day. It's a huge Christian holiday, isn't yep. it? Is it not? Hundred percent. Who's that? Just in Canada. How many people do you think we're going to get know. who go and Google is <laughs> Arbor, Arbor Day a Christian holiday? <laughs> How many people do you think we're going to get to Google what is Arbor Day? Well, first I think that's fair. the bigger one. Least, that's the bigger yeah, one. Yeah, at least six people who listen to this. So, you know, but, <laughs> Thanks but, for listening. Yeah, we are excited to be back with you though, and uh, a couple. So Easter did happen. We finished up our, our series. Yeah, it, it, did it, it came and went. Um, we we it's still Easter. It is it's, actually yes. Now is Easter. You know what? Let's let's Easter uh, tide. All right, you've brought it out. See, this is your fault. Not the laundry detergent. <laughs> Thanks for that, Pastor. I Nate. am so sorry, yeah. everyone. This so, is, so this, sorry. This is Pastor Leslie's fault. So we weren't going to go not her here. Fault. But this is a good thing. This is a good thing. So, uh, kind of the the generic uh, joke around the church here is I'm kind of the resident theologian, and part of that is the resident nerd. Yeah, nerd alert! Nerd, nerd alert! So uh, I love lectionary, and if you don't know what that means, that is totally okay. That's a podcast for another day, but. This is uh, a season of Easter. So Easter is not just one single day. And most people actually don't know that. I wish the Reese's company would figure this out. I know. Because what's the best Easter candy? Reese's eggs. Reese's Mini eggs. eggs. Nope. Mini eggs. No. Mini no. eggs. No, you're wrong. Mini eggs. You're Canadian. Go back to Canada. Yep. You can't say that <laughs> I on will. the podcast. You I will. You can't say that. Gladly. She would love to go back to Canada. Yep. So. That's fair. Canada's pretty great. This is There's not an announcement. Of, yeah, I know. No, no. <laughs> not yeah, yeah. an announcement. She's not leaving. Yeah, she's not moving to Canada. As of yet. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. She's not moving to Canada. So, yeah. It, but it's it's been good. So we, uh, we've, we wrapped up our Easter series, and now we are in the season of Easter, but we are exploring something a little bit new, a uh, new sermon series that just started and, and honestly uh, caught some of us maybe a little off guard. Why are you staring at me so intently? Because you're my work wife. So. <laughs> it's like you're looking into my soul right now. <laughs> well, you know, so you kind of were caught off guard a little bit this week. Yeah, um, so I had to preach last minute. Uh, not really last minute, but it was a little shorter notice than I'd, I'd like. And, and we can, we'll talk about this real quick. So Pastor Brian, unfortunately, had to fly back to Tennessee. Uh, to help his mother with some health concerns. Yeah. Um, she's, she's okay. She's okay. Right she now. had yeah. some, she had fallen and hurt her back, and she was having some heart issues as well. And um, She's a sweet, wonderful, super sarcastic lady. Oh, I, I've, I've known her for, yeah. 
for years, but uh, and I know that this this hit him a little different because, and I said it in the sermon, and I'll be honest too, I am as well. But he's a mama's boy. Oh, hundred percent. And I'm a mama's boy, so yeah. you can kind of feel. So he told me Monday, like, "Hey, I got to get out of town. Can you preach this weekend?" And I went, "Okay." I mean, I can't be mad at him for that. You right? almost sounded like Pastor Brian when you were about to say, "Okay." Yeah, let's okay. let's be honest. It was really more of a no. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it sounded just like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Oh boy! Oh. There we go. <laughs> so uh, the many talents that we have here, and it was it was we were kicking off this new series, which I hadn't thought anything about because Pastor Brian was the one that was prepping it, and so we kicked off the series called "God Is." Uh, God is blank, yeah. which not the site. God is, and we fill in right. the blank every Maybe, week. Yeah, you, uh, go go to our website and check out uh, the most recent notes or the most recent sermon. You'll see the the, the graphic, the, the logo. It, it makes, makes it makes so much more God sense. God is blank. Yeah. God is and, blank. An audio, audio podcast maybe doesn't <laughs> doesn't define it perfectly, but so yeah. So we kicked it off on kind of kind of short notice, but I thought it went well, and um, it was it was a it was a fun. Uh, the, I've been asked on short notice before. Right. I've been asked on short notice, and I've actually had to ask somebody on super yeah. short notice once in yeah, history. Yeah, Mr. Uh, decides to have a major surgery like two days before yeah, on Thanksgiving. Come well, on. no, it was Black Friday. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I should have went to the doctor on Thanksgiving. Right, right. But my appendix was um, trying to burst, and so yeah. I had surgery on Black Friday, but I was scheduled to preach Saturday that, that night. Yeah, Saturday yeah, yeah. night, and I remember my buddy who was on the teaching team at the time texted me Friday morning for some reason out of the blue. Yeah. At the time, I was sitting in an uh, ER bed waiting to get a CT scan. He said, hey, um, you're preaching this weekend, right? Not anymore. I I actually said, well, that's the rumor, because I honestly just thought it was gas or something Haven't pooped in a while. Jeez, well, that's, yep. And uh, and he's like, good, for whatever reason, I was just thinking about, you know, who was supposed to be preaching this weekend with Pastor Brian out of town. And... uh, about an hour later, I text him back. I said, so, hey, about funny, that funny thing conversation. <laughs> so I'm going into surgery, yeah. and uh, can you preach tomorrow night? So, so it's not quite full circle, but now you, it's a little bit of payback maybe well, for what you did. Payback for that, but the worst time is this was probably, well, I don't think, I either just had Camden or it was pre-Camden. So my oldest who just turned six, good Lord. Yeah. Um, I don't know six when that Six going happened. on 16. <laughs> You're She's already me. 16. She yeah. is full of sass and attitude and pretty much runs the house. Who she point. get that from? I'm not going to say her mother, Good but man. it's her mother. Good man. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Pastor Brian was traveling. He was on vacation and he calls me on a, oh, there goes my phone. If you heard so, that. Yeah. Nate's dropped things twice now. He called He's a me. professional. On, no, I'm not. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Pastor Brian called me on a Wednesday night and we were here. Uh, for normal Wednesday night activities, and he's talking to me. This was pre-COVID. This was years ago, and he said, hey, my flight's been canceled. Oof. I'm not going to be back in time for the weekend. And this is Wednesday. So I'm like, and the weekend coming up was April Fool's Day weekend. Oh, so you thought. There was no way that I believed him. Absolutely not. I wouldn't believe him. And of all the pranks that I've pulled on him I was gonna over say, there's, the years, there's a history there. There's, there's a, if you ever get an email from big Papa B <laughs> <laughs> it's because I changed his autocorrect settings in his computer and he hasn't figured it all out yet. But yeah. so there was no way I was believing on a Wednesday that his flight was canceled three days from now that he wasn't going to be back on a Saturday to preach. Uh, and so I had to look up, his flight information. Oh, no. Sure enough, yeah. it was actually canceled. Wow. 
But I believe at the time I wasn't in seminary and didn't have kids, so I could dedicate right. a lot right. more energy yeah. and time to writing a sermon that quickly. But uh, yeah, that was that was the quickest turnaround I've ever had, Wednesday to Saturday. Yeah. This one felt harder because it was Monday to, and we record on normally Thursday. Thursday I yeah. pushed to Friday right. to help the time, but I also am back in seminary and ha- now have two kids, one right, of which right. doesn't like to sleep a lot right now. Yeah. So my energy was was consumed in many other places. Yeah, that's. I think that's a skill and something that uh, pastors kind of develop and begin to realize is a necessary skill over time is this idea of a pocket sermon. And that's literally one of those like... That's a fancy word for winging it. Yeah, but, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, it's it's something, it's a topic or, a, or something that you are so comfortable with that at the, at the you know, drop of a hat, you can right. just pick it up and preach. And I mean, if that was, you know, like the, you know, 80s, 90s TV series, ALF, I could do that. But we were kicking off a brand new series this week and my wiggle room was minimal. It was, I had to stick within. It wasn't necessarily, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of ALF, there's there's a segue. Believe it or not. There's a connection. There is a connection. There's a segue here. So before we quite get to that, though, (laughs) before we get to that. Wait with bated breath. Yes. Why don't you give us a a brief synopsis of uh, what this week entailed? Um, I think there was some flaming hula hoops and juggling yeah, that happened. If, if you weren't there in person, you really missed out. You did. Just you should. <laughs> no. Um, I wanted to try and connect to Easter, obviously, is, is I believe, even though I'm not nearly as smart as Mark, that Easter is a season. I'm glad um, I'm recording this because I'm going to take that later. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Diary. Eastertide. Um, I wanted to connect to this idea of the post-resurrection. And the first story that comes pretty quickly after Jesus appears to the disciples is this guy doubting Thomas. Yeah. Which, if you read through the actual scripture, his name was Didymus, but they yeah. called him. To, like, I, why doubting Didymus didn't work? Like, the alliteration is perfect. Like, it was right there. Yeah. But somehow it's doubting Man, Thomas. We should so, really go back and fix that. We should go back and fix yeah. that. Uh, but, uh, so I wanted to talk through this idea of doubt. This idea of unbelief. This idea that the God that we serve, the God that, uh, that Jesus talked about, his heavenly father, um, the, the kingdom of God that Jesus was ushering in the here and now and yet to come um, is so much bigger than we can comprehend. And it's big enough to handle our doubts yeah. and our unbeliefs and our fears. Um, and uh, I know at least growing up, it's not that I went to a bad church, but just the era of Christianity I grew up in, like the idea to question anything, mm-hmm. to have a doubt or to have an unbelief was very frowned upon. Like you're lack, you're just lacking faith. Yeah. Um, and I've not found that anywhere near true in, in my life, in the life of my friends, because I believe we serve in a a servant God that's big enough to handle our doubts. In fact, there's a good portion of scripture um, that is dedicated to this idea of being angry at God or or not even believing in that God at the moment. There's the Psalms that King David writes. There's the book of Lamentations, the book of Ecclesiastes. There's the entire book of Job. Uh, Doubting Thomas. Like the thing that I, I, for some reason, somehow missed in all the other previous times reading it is Thomas wasn't there when Jesus first appeared to the 10 disciples. Right. And it was a week later. Like it was yeah, a full yeah. week later. He's been hearing stories this entire time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I probably wouldn't believe either. I yeah. know. Uh, a full week later, uh, Jesus appears to Thomas, and that's the moment where he says, "You know, put your hands here on the scars and yeah. believe and yeah. have and have no doubt." And there's a lot of people that I talk to, uh, not all in this church, some in this church, some of my friends that are in that week in between period yeah. in their faith. Yeah. They're in that. I've heard about it. I know people that are really strong and believe it, and, and they've had an encounter with Jesus. But right now, I'm not. I'm not sure I believe it. Yeah. 
They're in that. There's the third drop. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Quit I, touching your phone. I got a new phone. It's slick. It's yeah, got a. He's, like, he's just making sure that the you know the shock protection works on it. <laughs> Actually, know? I don't have a case yet. Yeah. Uh, we can get into why later because it's blue. It's it's very pretty. Blue. Okay, Avery. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, the week in between. <laughs> the. I don't remember what I said. Yeah, Post Easter, y'all. That's, Post we can just blame Easter. everything on that. Oh, our staff meeting this morning oh, it was, was hilarious. Well, and, and we should also say that because of other weird... So usually we'd have this out of our system by now, but other weird scheduled things came up. And so we actually had... like we literally, The week after Easter was a strange yeah, week after we, Easter. We mm-hmm. literally like went right back to work. Like yeah. we, we didn't have any time off. Yeah. So this is kind of the... We're still... Kind of deconstructing We're all that has happened. Pray yeah. for your pastor friends after yes, Easter. We, we've got a lot of pent up. Absolutely, something. something. Yeah, I don't know what that. it is, but uh, this idea of doubt, this idea that God can handle it, and, and I actually had a handful of conversations after yeah. um, the online services and in person, where there were people that were just in that yeah. season, in that moment, um, you know, and and to be able to hear and encouraged from the platform in a church that it's okay to hold the tension of kind of praying to a God you're not even sure exists in that moment. Like growing up, I don't think I could have ever felt comfortable right. doing that because right. it's, it's, it's black or white. It's either or God exists or God doesn't. Right. And, and sometimes in our, our own humanness, it's, it's grayer than that. There's a lot. Yeah. And definitely in our culture right now, we like labels. And if you doubt, then you're a bad Christian. And it's just kind of trying to deconstruct this belief that um, if I have doubt doesn't make me a better or worse Christian. It still means... It just means you're scriptural. It just means you're a person. Yeah, you're human. You're somebody who is struggling to understand an uncomprehensible God. Exactly. We're not supposed to fully understand. Right. I don't know if there's a way to fully understand. Yeah, with, I mean, without like our brains exploding. Right. There's like, div- there's a general revelation. There's revelation through scripture, yeah. the stories of Jesus. But like, it's a lot. Like I opened up the sermon talking about just the expanse of our universe yeah. and how big it is and talked about Voyager 1, which is now 14 billion miles from Earth. Yeah. Um, and set to run out of gas in 2025, it should be about 16 billion miles. And how that's not even... Anywhere close to the next star or right, galaxy right. Yeah, in the universe, just, it's like fascinating. it's ridiculous. It, it, and I showed the picture that um, uh, was taken by Voyager One in in 1990. It was uh, February 14th. It was a Valentine's Day card from yeah. from space. It it was programmed to turn around as it was leaving our uh, solar system and take one last picture. And like I put put the first picture up, and everybody in the room is just like, okay, there's it's nothing a, there. A black <laughs> screen with nothing. a couple dots. And there's like, a few dots, and then you circle the one and said, that's you. Yeah. Or it was you, I yeah. guess, in 1990. Well, not me. So uh, I wasn't born yet. Okay. All right. hey, there this, it is. This podcast's over. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Nate's the old one all of a sudden. Jeez, it happens quick, guys. Yep. It happens quick. But like this idea that, you know, uh, the prophet Isaiah talks about a God that measures the universe with the span of a hand. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and as of we know, and, and again, we can argue this all day long. I have no problem with the dance of science and faith. I think they work in conjunction with yeah. each other. They yeah, are wonderful absolutely. dance parties and we don't need to be afraid of science. Um, the, the universe that we know it or what we think we know it is 93 billion light years across yeah. in diameter. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's what we know. That's I don't even known. off the top of my head. I don't even know how many zeros are in a billion. A lot. I, do you know how hard it was to do math? I made this joke, but it was true. Like I had to do math on some of this when we 
before light years when we were doing miles because all of the scientists used the metric system <laughs> and, <laughs> and I had to try and convert it to imperial and miles. And I'm like, I think I got right. Like, cause the close, the closest galaxy was like 146 quadrillion miles. That's not, away. Even a, that's not a real number. I had to Google what's after what's, what's trillion. After trillion? <laughs> oh my God. Is that real? Like, cause as a kid, you just say Googleplex, And yeah. I don't know if that's even, yeah. a, I think it might be a real number. I don't know. But but we we serve a God. There is a God that that is this big that holds us all in balance. But like wants a relationship, yeah, with us as individuals yeah. here on this pale blue dot, the speck of dust floating in space. Yeah. Well, and and you had so you had a couple you had a couple actually honestly fantastic quotes. Um, you know that's the that you referenced uh, and and the what, sermon wasn't fantastic. Well, it was I mean, just that, the quotes that, that I did. Right too, <laughs> I'm just know. well. Kidding. No, the, what's the the general rule of thumb is you know. Good writers uh, are just outright good. Great writers just steal. Just steal. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I mean, as long as you cite your sources, you're good. But I never cite but, sources. Well, you know, you actually this time you did. This, you did. Did. this time you did. I um, did. There was there was one quote in particular um, by a man named G. K. Chesterton. Chesterton. Worcestershire. Yeah. Chesterton. G. K. Chesterton. I'm gonna if I have another kid, I'm gonna give him a two initial first name. Well, so here's here's the real thing. Do you know what the G K stands for? JG Wentworth? No. D stands for dollar. If you don't know that, oh boy, that's a whole nother That's a whole nother story. But uh so G K, any idea? I I knew this at one point. Gerald Kendrick. No, but that, I mean, I give her credit for trying. She tried. I didn't. Gilbert Keith. I would go by GK, There's a reason too. he went by GK. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible bro country I act. I know, right? Gilbert Keith. Yeah, GK. Yeah, Gilbert Keith Chester, Chester. I do Tunnel. know the name of the other two initial first name <laughs> quote that I used from C.S. Yeah, Lewis. C.S. That's Lewis. Clive, Clive Staples. Staples. I don't know why he went by C.S. because Clive Staples is kind of cool. I know. I, uh, I used to actually know that. Yeah. But Anyway, so th- this quote from... Chesterton. <laughs> Worcestershire sauce. Thanks for joining us yeah, after Easter. Yeah, right. Uh, how much happier you would be, how much more of you there would be if the hammer of a higher God could smash your small cosmos? Yeah. Not Molnir. No. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for, all right. To the, to the one and a half people who understood that joke slash reference. You know, Thanks, Thor. Yeah. But Mjolnir. Mjolnir. I don't even. You can't. Dang, there goes my phone again. I dropped it four times. <laughs> this is welcome to Easter. Welcome uh, to post Easter. But I got Chesterton. Chesterton. You know. But that's that's just such a beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the, if the hammer of a higher god could smash your small cosmos. I think, especially in American evangelicalism. Oh yeah. White e- white American evangelicalism, yep. to be specific, we have this desire to be right. We have this desire to be certain. We have this desire to know. Know, we know, we know, we know, and have all the T's crossed and all the I's dotted. And I and I, you just look at it and you're like, we can't. Like and yeah. even Jesus, the way to the way to heaven, the way to the kingdom of God is not right theology. Right. Right? Like right. there's importance in good theology yeah. and right theology. But like that's not the way to the kingdom of heaven in the way of Jesus. Right. It's not about knowing everything. It's right. it's about just living it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, there's actually, there was another quote. Now this one, I don't know if you cited your source because I've heard this quote attributed to many people, but Uh-oh. it's the opposite of faith is not. And you know why I didn't quote my source? Cause you don't know. I it. have no idea yeah. who said it first. That's why. Well, and that's, yeah, I, I don't know either off the top of my head. The opposite of faith. And oftentimes growing up, I, I would tell you the opposite of faith was doubt. Yeah. But it's not. Faith and doubt are, and again, great dancing partners. They work in tandem. Well, the opposite of faith is certainty. Yeah. 
Like there's no faith involved in certainty. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just such a beautiful, I mean, it's, it's tough to admit, you know, and, and again, this goes back to even the era of Christianity that, you know, many of us have been raised in and, and we're kind of going through this struggle of, you know, what is true? What is, you know, the things that I learned, you know, do I still hold those as truths? Yeah. You know, and, and I think there's a lot, you know, at, at the core, you know, we still have faith at the core. We still believe in a God who is loving uh, a God who created the universe, a God that can smash our small cosmos with a hammer, you know, with a hammer. I love that you quote know, from that's, GK. That's, Pretty that's just so great. Like uh, but you know, in, in the intricacies of that, you know, that is where we then find, you know, certainty isn't all that it's cracked up to be. Well, I mean, the number of molecules in the drop of a, a drop of water. Oh yeah. It's like, there's so many zeros in that that you can't count. Yeah. The, if you unravel your DNA from your body and laid end to end, I mean, it's tiny, you can't see it, but it would go further out into space than yeah. Voyager 1 is currently yeah. in each individual body. Yeah. Uh, like the intricacies of who we are, how we're made, our emotions. And yeah, and that's just of our like physical being, let alone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like the, re- the science is, I can't quote it directly, but we don't even use the majority of our brain. Yeah. Like we only, I know I don't, (laughs) (laughs) I could have told you that. Um, And just this idea that like certainty, what, what can we really know? And what are we really certain of? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it comes down to, at least for me, it comes down to the certainty of I am loved. I am loved. I am not alone. Yeah. And, and there's a tension in that. Because, uh, again, it's back to this whole, we want to be certain about so many things. We want to say at the end of the day, this is what we know, this is why we know it, and we are right. And, yeah. and so it, it is the, the age old, like, you know, when we were growing up, well, if you don't believe this, are you, do, you, do you really believe? Do yeah. you, you know, and, and that's, that's hard. I think that's lot, led a lot of my friends to full deconstruction yeah. of their faith. Yeah. This idea that they can't ask the questions, they can't deconstruct in a safe space space to, to be able to ask those questions. And so it's easier just to deconstruct and walk all the way away from it. Whereas being able to have these questions and, and I said it from the platform and, and online that, you know, like the safest place in the world to ask these questions should be the church. The church. Yeah. Like this should be the safest place to disagree on politics. This should be the safest place to ask if God even exists. This should be like Absolutely. the safest place yeah. uh, to come. But oftentimes it has, it's been the bastion of, like it's either this way or no way. And if you're going to question, you got to go. Yeah. And, and honestly for that, we, we have to apologize as, as the church, we have to say, you know, we need to be better and and we must be better. Um, cause there's an entire generation, there's an entire community that surrounds us that is looking for answers. And if we're so hung up on this dogmatic certainty, it's just, you know, no one wants that, you know, that's, that's not, you know, fill in whatever lens you want you want to look through, but no one's going to attend a church that is so wrapped up in that. Well, actually, a lot of people well, do. That's okay, the well, sad thing. Okay, is yeah. there's, there's a few true, churches that a lot true. of people attend that's, that are super dogmatic. And, that's fair. Um, and, but they use it as a weapon. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm okay if you're dogmatic and you believe. Yeah. But the moment you use it as a weapon yeah. Yeah. against other people, because, you know, like you said, at the end of the day, I know I'm loved. Mm-hmm. And I think I take that, at the end of the day, I know I'm loved, and it's my responsibility to love other people love around other me. Love other people. Right? So in a Sunday school class yesterday, we were talking about um, just being able to make sure all feel that sense of love. And like, regardless of a political belief or any other divisive thing right now, if we're using language and modeling behavior that is saying you are less than, you're not welcome here. We've done a disservice to what happened on the cross. 
we've done a disservice to the empty tomb. Exactly. And yeah. We've done a disservice to Jesus saying, touch here. Yeah. It was interesting as I, I, I think I only said it in one of the three live services because it just came to me. And you know, you guys preach. When you're on stage, sometimes things just flood your yeah, mind. you just have a moment. Sometimes things flood your head and you're like, don't say that. <laughs> abort, been, abort. Been there, yeah. done that. Don't say that. <laughs> but uh, uh, the idea that really stuck with me, and I said it earlier in the podcast, is there was a week in between mm-hmm. when he appeared to the disciples, they told Thomas, yeah. and, and then Jesus appeared. Yeah. We don't know for certain, but by all accounts of what we understand for Scripture, Thomas didn't walk away from faith. Right. He still was a disciple yep. of Jesus. Yep. He still actually followed this teaching of a God that he didn't even know if it existed at that yeah. moment, right? Because Jesus is alive. No, he's not. He's in the tomb. I, right. I helped bury him. It was a week in between, um, and he still kept going. Yeah. And I, I'm sure there were more questions. And, and one of the interesting things that I talked about, too, was this idea. There's this uh, neurologist, Andrew Newberg, uh, who studies religion in the brain. Um, and I think, Mark, you can look this up uh, online. I, I think the book that he wrote is called Your Brain on God. Um, I can't remember. Uh, I, didn't, I don't know if he's a Christian or not, but he's fascinated with the study. But there's, there's a, an a interesting idea that even praying to a God, in meditating on a God or good things, something outside yourself, and having no belief in it still affects you. Mm-hmm. It still changes how you act in this world, it reduces stress. It gives you a sense of uh, comfort. Um, and I've had a lot of my friends that have deconstructed and were unsure if there was a God S- talk about how much, it, how important it was to st- even still pray through those times yeah. Yeah. to a God they didn't even think existed, but how it changed them. And at some point, some of them, it led back to a faith, a different looking faith, but it led back to a faith because the science was like, if you pray to a loving, healthy, graceful, compassionate God, like it had health benefits, it reduced yeah. stress and, and yeah. added compassion. But if you prayed to kind of this punitive, angry God, like you had a hostility towards outsiders yeah. and you had mm-hmm. this certainty of how things were. Um, but just this idea that, you know, meditating on, praying to this right. idea of something outside us, whether you believe in it or not, it's it's a faith in its own and it has a positive impact on our physical bodies. Yeah. Yeah. As well as Absolutely. our emotional and mental states. Yeah, I think so. I made the mistake of looking up his entire book list, and now I've got like six, <laughs> six more that I need to add to my reading list. Uh, I think it's how God changes. That's your brain. it. How, yeah, yeah. How God I, I went back to the '80s drug commercials. This is your brain on <laughs> this drugs. This is your brain on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> now, how God changes your brain. So, and and that is such a fascinating. He actually, I, I, I'm not kidding. There's a few things in there. I'm like, oh, I might enjoy reading that. But yeah, um, that's because you read books. Uh, that is true. That's what I someone hear. around here has to. You know. But <laughs> so well, as, as we uh, before. You know, for those of us who have, uh, or for those of you listening who have stuck through this long, we did promise an. God elf bless you. No, well, yes, but we promised an Alf connection. Yes. We so, need, so okay. let, let's start to wrap up with this. Let's let's talk about how I have an unhealthy obsession with Alf. Yes. Now, for most of you listening, you probably don't even the fact that you two weren't even born in 1990 makes me upset. Well, I right was now. born in 1990, just at the very end. Just of at it. the very end. So you, when Voyager One was uh, taking a picture, you weren't even alive. Yeah, I was not alive yet. Anyway, so I have this unhealthy obsession with a TV show from the late 80s, early 90s called Alf. Alf stands for Alien Life Form. Right. And he's this short, furry, super sarcastic alien. Yeah. That lives with the family. It's a, it's a, it's a great show. Hilarious show. Yeah. I own every single episode on DVD. For some of you, I'll explain what a DVD is later. Yeah. And then I even own the made-for-TV movie Project Alf, and I got my hands on the only released in Canada Christmas special of Alf. Yep. And I have about 35 Alf dolls. 
that my wife doesn't let me keep in the house. I don't know if I've seen these. I need to show Are you. Are they in the garage? They're in the garage. My wife won't let me bring uh, them in the house. Now there's, there's, you need to show Avery. Uh, no, because I don't want him to destroy it. That's fair. That's there's fair. also a lunchbox. I have a lunchbox in my office. Yeah. In our what, office. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, of Al. So I have this obsession with Alf. And all I'm thinking yesterday is I'm talking about Voyager 1, and it was Carl Sagan that um, kind of coined the term pale blue dot from yeah. the picture. He's yeah. an astronomer and author. Uh, my first experience with Carl Sagan was from the Project <laughs> Alf movie because Alf quotes him. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, who's that? And I look him up, and that's kind of how I, I you know, get to discover Carl Sagan and his work. And, and he was not a Christian, and he, he probably would term himself an atheist if, you know, agnostic at best. Yeah. But he was super kind to Christians. Yeah. Um, and the idea that, like, hey, this whole thing is a lot bigger and grander than we understand. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, that's my elf connection. And if you ever come over, uh, I need to see the the dolls now. I'll find yeah. I'll find a few of yeah. my elf dolls. Uh, also, didn't Alf eat cats? No. Well, yes, <laughs> he wanted to eat. Oh, cats. sorry, he wanted to. He eat ate cats. cats on Milmac, his home planet. <laughs> okay, look, I could I could do an entire. <laughs> I just podcast. wanted to see if I could get you there. But in the show, he never ate a cat. He tried. That's right. There was a wasn't there a family cat? There was he, a family cat. He was cat. always warned. Yeah, and okay. he, and he tried to eat him but never did. See, I'm remembering. So, do you remember you were in here? We were in this studio where we record the podcast and I think I was mixing down service or something and I got the most random text message I've ever received in my life uh from a apparently text message evangelist. I I've never seen this missionary. This is the it's like, "Hey, I'm so and so and I'm da da da. Do you do you have time to talk about Jesus?" completely oh yeah just un- unsolicited unsolicited yeah. cold call but via text so you know the millennials are out there trying to witness for jesus yeah. via text sure and like i do when i get unsolicited text messages that are like this and not like just for my car warranty because those show up every <laughs> 25 minutes it feels <laughs> right. like i i report it or I, I text back congratulations you've just entered the alpha fact of the day to continue pressed you know whatever yeah yeah, yeah. and to my dismay, this person was super excited, excited yeah. about yeah. the Alf fact. I, re- I remember this. They text yeah. me the next day, like, where's my Alf fact? Yeah. And I'm like, well. You stuck with it for wow. a couple of days. It was That's like an- three or four days. Yeah. And, and then it got, they were too excited. And like, so it ruined my high yeah. of the whole, you know, prank. It's that not I was annoying. Yeah. yeah. But so, I could go for probably a good solid year or two of Alf facts. Yeah, and so really at the end of the day, that's why this is on our soundboard. <laughs> You know it. Yeah, that's that, Alf, that's by the Alf. way. If that's you don't Alf laughing. Know that, I did not know that. Yeah, there you, you didn't go. know where that, the, all the podcasts. Yeah, that's no, awesome. Just, that's Alf. I yeah. actually thought it was Pastor Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have him on the soundboard as well. We but, do you know, actually, and that that's a fun connection between uh, Pastor Brian and I. Not Alf, but his dad, uh, who passed away unfortunately uh, about a year ago. His dad and I. Connected over, over Alf. Alf. Yeah. His dad awesome. would sit and That's watch great. Alf That's all great. the time. And so that was all that he would talk about anytime he was visiting. So, yeah. you know, if you want to know a random Alf fact, just let me know. Yeah. I'll tell you. Podcast at crossingchurch.org. There you go. Email us. You can get signed up for the Alf yeah. fact of the day text <laughs> message Brought line. to you by Pastor Nate. <laughs> Honestly, that could be really, I might sign up myself. That 99 really cents a text message. Yeah. Well, oh, I got to raise. <laughs> Back in those days. Yeah. That, I got to raise money. Yeah, right. Well, as we're wrapping up today. So uh, kind of a funny story that uh, I'm so I'm often guilty of something called teenager eyes. Um, <laughs> and this is this is something you need that's, to explain that because that yeah, also could be so, taken. Right, a bad right, way. right. That's fair. So um, so 
Teenager eyes is when you walk into a room and you're looking for something and you just do a once over and you just look and you don't see the thing that you need to get, even though it's right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. So what, what is it? You need to actually look with your hands, not with your eyes when you're when you're actually searching for something. You know, well, so I get accused all the time of having teenager eyes. By who? Who accuses you? Well, of oh, I don't know. Primarily, <laughs> primarily, yeah, yeah. Primarily my wife. Well, so the other day I walk into the studio to do some editing and there's a hard drive. That He's I using need. the prop, by the I way. I am, I am. I, you can all of you at home. So these hard drives, the top of them are silver. And so I'm looking for the silver, you know, in, in the hard drive. Well, for some reason it was turned over and the bottom side is black. And I walk in and I'm looking everywhere for it. And I said, Pastor Nate, I can't find this hard drive. Can, you know, do you have an extra? He's, I think it's in the studio. He walks down and said, no, it's not in the studio. Walks in, looks directly at it, picks it up and hands <laughs> it to me. right here, man. It's right in front of my face. So, so my question to you is, do you have something along the lines of teenager eyes that you are guilty of that either, you know, oh, your, your spouse just, it drives you, it drives them insane when you do something or, or, you know, just little things like that, you know? I'm just a husband in general, well, which means I don't really look for things and fair. she knows exactly where it is. That's but, fair. But now with the advent of two kids at the house, we don't know where anything. <laughs> where are your red glasses? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Can we, have we told that story on the podcast? I think, I, I think briefly, give us a 30 second version. So I had these. Famous. You know, Famous, right? This this was my look. I had these red glasses, and I I came home from a Saturday night service, and I often like to take my glasses off at the end of the day, and I set them in one of three places: kitchen table, uh, nightstand, or like the island. Sometimes like an end table. I set them down somewhere. Sunday morning, I come down, can't find them. It's early in the morning, and so I just put on another pair of glasses. I have come to church. Come home Sunday after church, and I'm like Kelly, I can't find my red glasses anywhere. So we look. Everywhere. For the next three days, we look for my red glasses everywhere. We, I mean, literally, we put our hands in the gross part of the couch cushions, like looking down in, like we pulled, every, I couldn't find my red glasses anywhere. A week later, I said, okay, Saturday night or Friday night, I don't remember, out of the blue, Avery, who was two and a half at the time, just comes walking into the room with my red glasses. <laughs> he says, here you go, daddy. I'm like, where in the world were you hiding these? Storing them somewhere. I don't actually think I want to know. Did you put them on right away? No. Okay. I'm not brave enough to do that. That's fair. No. You're, so you're smart. Okay. We washed them real quick, but I, I just, I have no idea. And our house isn't that big. There's not, a, we went through all of their toy buckets. We emptied everything. Yeah. I have no idea where yeah. this kid probably had hid it, my glasses. You know, probably in his diaper for like a week. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. That's, that's it's probably impossible. Good. All right. Well, Pastor Leslie, what's the thing that you do? This feels loaded. There is a very specific there's a, there's thing he wants an, me to say. There's a correct answer here. <laughs> um, I'm going to say two things. One is that I have worse teenager eyes than my dear husband. Yeah, that's actually um, true. <laughs> Unless he takes his glasses off. Well, oh, then yeah. Just, then he's just blind. Like. <laughs> um, but I can't find things all of the time. Yeah. I give him a panic attack at least like... Once every other week. Where's my credit card? I don't know Where's where my, my wallet phone? is. Where's I don't my know wallet? where my keys are. I remember being where brought keys. into this at one point when you lost your church credit card. Like, have you seen it? I'm like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was in a pocket. Um, so I have teenager eyes all the time. But my favorite thing to do is I don't close cupboards. Oh I find goodness. it a waste of time. If I ever have my own house, I'm taking the cupboard doors off. Because Strike. I walk into the kitchen and I can tell that my wife's been there because every cupboard door is wide open. No, you can't have everyone open well, because then you you just can't or you can't get into the fridge. Yeah. It's I feel like there's some some deeper therapy that needs to go on here. Couples counseling that's available. I just know. find it a waste of time. No. That's I just, fair. I don't get it. I don't I don't so. sleep with a top um, sheet. However, well, so that's Pastor that's, Mark. Uh, we're not getting into that. That's um <laughs> what have you started to do in so, our house? 
so oh man i'm just a bystander at this point no i know i, I was a bystander for the whole I podcast i'm also <laughs> guilty of from time to time leaving a cupboard open mm-hmm. and i think it's because of her influence and i'm not happy yeah. about it I'd, so, I'd be okay with that i don't, well, you know, I don't need cupboard doors it's just right yeah but like we have the doors like they're there i just i don't know anyway cellar door all right well if anyone knows a good you know couples therapist or whatever so we can talk about cupboards that would be (laughs) (laughs) that's i mean for that being the worst thing going on in our our relationship we're doing pretty Pretty okay at least the worst thing you'll talk about on the podcast that's well that i mean we're pretty open on the podcast that's true let's be honest around here especially if you guys get a hold of our pre-production recordings oh boy yeah it's a a good thing that uh that is not available to the public (laughs) just saying well thanks for joining us for another episode of the crossing church rewind this week uh it's it's good to be back we we are going to be uh back in our regular scheduled programming after all mm-hmm. this. we hope hopefully well, yeah as, two of us are gone well that's fair week. yeah there, there's a hold tight yeah, it's gonna we'll, be a solo podcast we'll figure it out but anyway so as always you can find more information about our church at our website crossing you church got that word there? at our at our, at our mm-hmm. protestant website <laughs> that's another inside joke crossingchurch.org is our website that's where you can find all kinds of information be sure to check us out on our facebook or instagram pages as well and if you have any questions, comments, you can. Or if you want to sign up for Random Mouth Facts, you can email <laughs> us at podcast at crossingchurch.org. If you want to financially support the ministries of this church, you can also do that online at our website, crossingchurch.org slash give. Thanks for checking in with us this week. We are so excited to be back, and we hope to hear from you soon. Worcestershire. <laughs>